Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Happy New Year to all our brothers and sisters of the Jewish faith. Apparently, Mikey B is not of the faith, or he doesn't practice faith because he's at work. And we could park wherever we want I today. I do practice. Do you do? Yeah, I do. You, 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 we know what you practice. Anyway, Happy New Year. The rest of us, we got to wait a few more months, right, for our new year? Yeah. That's how it, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, you, I mean, you practice, Mike, but it's not a huge part of here. I mean, you'd, if it was, you wouldn't what be do you here practice? today, right? Last night, celebrated a couple prayers and oh, had yeah? um, apples and honey to bring in the new year. So, to yeah, bring it kind of, in. So, apples and honey correct is, is what you have for New Year's. Now, I confused our, our colleague Evan yesterday when talking about New Year's. I went and wished our boss, Eric Spitz, Happy New Year. And I asked, you going to have black eyed peas? Because... That's what the brothers have, black yeah. eyed peas. And Evan act like he'd never heard of black eyed peas. That guy is so sheltered. Does a talk show next door, WFN in New York, does middays. He just doesn't have any life experiences is, outside of sports. He doesn't is, have any. He doesn't. You know, experience food. Who has do- not ever heard of black eyed peas? Yeah, but he's just, I'm telling you, he's just a weird guy. Yeah. I'm a moron. Yeah. I, I believe it now. Yes. So he's just. Black Eyed Peas, dudes, for good luck it on does New not, Year's. It doesn't. I mean, the fact that there's a musical group that is world famous. That, he, he brought that up. He still doesn't know <laughs> what. What did he think that that <laughs> they just made that up? Yeah, he, he thought that uh, they were going to come over to the house or something and and, and dance a jig. No, yeah. man, you eat Black Eyed Peas. Well, at least we of the the color. Faith. Wait, wait, what? Yes. The colored faith? Wait a second. Is there something you need to tell me here? No. What are you talking about? We have black eyed peas. That's okay, it. right. For good luck. <laughs> I've been working out too well. I guess not. Oh, man. I can't believe you just. We of the colored faith. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So, let's talk some <laughs> NFL football. Uh, this is something I've been screaming about for a while, but I'm, I'm really happy when players call out the NFL for its hypocrisy. I think mm-hmm. that it's I think it's great. It makes me smile every single time. And the NFL tries to pretend that gambling does not exist in its league for some reason I cannot figure out. Yeah. This integrity of the game thing, maybe they're afraid that if some of that stuff creeps in that... People are going to freak out. But the success of the league, I will say about 50% of it, if not more, is based on people wanting to put money on it in some way, shape, or form. Fantasy football, gambling, all of the things that people do when it comes to football, but they shy away from it. They pretend it's not a thing. We saw how ridiculous it gets with the Pittsburgh Steelers celebrating in the end zone. If they were rolling dice like they were in a casino, <laughs> it's, Yahtzee, a, man. it's a bad thing. But if they're <laughs> rolling dice like they're playing Yahtzee at a dinner party, then everything's okay. 
It's a bunch of bull crap. So Richard Sherman knows it's a bunch of bull crap, too. And yesterday when he was meeting with the media, he said that injury reports, we know what that's for. From what I understand, the rule is for the gamblers, you know, for Vegas to make sure that the odds and everything are what they're supposed to be, which is apparently what the league is concerned about when when talking about injuries and things like that. So maybe somebody should look into that because I thought we weren't a gambling league and we were against all those things. But our injury report is specifically to make sure the gamblers get their get their odds right. So, I mean, that's fantasy football. Fantasy football. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're, they're almost as bad as the gamblers. Yeah, they're ju- it's the same thing to it's, me. You, right. know, you lump it all together right. uh, into one. Uh, do you think that, and it's never going to go away because there's so much money around making these odds and you think about if there's injuries and inside information that's getting out and affecting gambling, it's never going to happen. It's not going to go away. Uh, but do you believe, let's say you weren't allowed to bet on football at all, do you think there would still be an injury report for competitive balance in the NFL? Hmm. If you if you could, if it, gambling was not in the equation, it, it wasn't even a thing in our society, would this injury report exist for the teams to be able to prepare for one another? Because that's what the NFL is going to say yeah, to you. Right, that's what they tell you. And I'm going to say it wouldn't exist. And they wouldn't be as heavy-handed in, in, in forcing teams to list players who are questionable, who are probable, and who are out. So, uh, no, it wouldn't exist. And, and, and his theory here is, is right on point. There's a research paper someone did there at UNLV. You got the Raiders going there. If you're so concerned about uh, gambling, why would you place or allow a franchise to move to Las Vegas capital of gambling and and, and yet uh, the NFL has no answer for that other than well, we our policy will still be in place where we uh, won't allow our players to gamble uh, uh, on NFL games Duh, we understand that but you also don't allow them to enter into casinos uh, at the behest of of uh, the owners and you don't allow them to participate in any charity events Tony Romo uh, was denied uh, that ability to do that a couple of years ago. Uh, so they are hypocritical because this is all about letting those out there who do gamble know, okay, this guy may, may not play. Therefore you don't have to go and try to compromise someone who's affiliated with the league, whether it's a player, whether it's a league official, what have you, uh, and, and, and try to get some inside information. That's basically what they're trying uh, to, to stay away from. That's what, and so that's why this injury report exists. Because you show up on a on a particular Sunday, you expect someone to be there. If they're not there, okay, that doesn't mean necessarily now I have the upper hand. It depends on the player, of course. But uh, you you play who's out there. If you're the player, you're not so concerned throughout the week who's going to play, who's not, for the most part. Yeah, and generally. When a guy is questionable or a game-time decision, it's a big player, let's say it's a quarterback and the backup stinks, you prepare for the good quarterback. And if the backup plays, then good for you. Right? Then you have someone who's not as talented. It's never usually, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that this guy is playing. You usually prepare unless someone is ruled out and then all of a sudden is is there. But you're never really caught off guard in a sense where it's going to sway the competitive balance so much that one team feels like it was unfair because they didn't know about an injury. Uh, Unless a guy has a different skill set. And and if it's totally 
removed from what the the starter was capable of doing. I mean, that can cause some. You don't confusion. see a lot of that, uh, right? You don't exactly Be- because the backup quarterback, and let's just use that one as the best example, is running the same plays yep. as the other quarterback. Yep. If anything, they're paring down the playbook right. to make it easier for the guy, and it's yep. not as complicated. You don't have as much time to get that guy ready as you have normally for your starter. So that leads us right back to Richard Sherman being absolutely right. I mean, the guy's right, and I don't know why the NFL just doesn't embrace it, and they really should reconsider embracing it right now because they're going to have a team in Vegas. What are you afraid of when you consider not acknowledging gambling is a big part of your sport? What exactly are you afraid of? Because... To me, it makes more red flags go off and alarms go off in my head that you're hiding from gambling than if you were out in the open about it. I mean, the NBA, for crying out loud, actually had a dirty official. And that league (laughs) embraces gambling more and is out front about it and is a part of it and makes me feel better about the game than the NFL because they're acting like it doesn't exist. They do so many things that just don't make any sense to me. Player discipline, the gambling policy, the fact that they put a team in Vegas but a player can't do a personal appearance in a casino. Uh, That world that the NFL has created there on Park Avenue is a bizarre place. Bizarro world. (laughs) And I don't think that they have any sort of self-awareness as to what anybody else thinks of them, they're very concerned with the PR, but I don't think they ever get the messages. Well, it's common sense, and and who are you trying to fool? Because we're not fooled, and you're not fooling anyone. We we understand why you force these teams to to disclose who is hurt, who is nicked up, and in Richard Sherman's case, he's been on the injured list all season, and he hasn't missed a game ever in his career. So. What purpose does it serve other than to make sure no one's being compromised behind the scenes? Just come out and say that. Why can't you? I mean, it's. I don't know why that they're so scared of the G word. Come yeah. on, yeah. We know it exists. It's there, front and center. You have a team there in Las Vegas. Don't be scared. Yeah, just admit it. Right. It's it's okay that people gamble. Because first step to recovery is just admitting it. And and most of the people that are, that are watching have some sort of action on a game. You know, I'll admit if it weren't for fantasy football, getting into it as much as I have, I mean the NFL is not as interesting to me. I mean they were there were games. And think about. It. I mean this is a conversation that's been had millions of times. But you think about that Saints Patriots game in the fourth quarter. On Sunday, it wasn't a game. The Saints didn't have a shot in coming back in that game. But I sat there, and I watched the Mm -hmm. damn thing. Why? Because on DraftKings, I had Tom Brady, Brandon Cooks, (laughs) and Chris Hogan. That's why. Yeah, and and fantasy football has helped elevate uh, this league to a a place it hasn't enjoyed before. It's been popular, but not like this. And, And we say it all the time. You got people who ordinarily wouldn't watch the NFL, who are watching it for fantasy purposes. I sat next to a guy in, in a, a bar, Urban Cohouse, Saturday, watching all the college games, the late college games, and this guy was screaming and yelling at television, saying, who are you pulling for? He's like, uh, I'm not really pulling for SC. I didn't go there. I didn't go to school. The question was, did he go there? Because I was yelling and screaming, too, for my Longhorns. Yeah, I went to school there. Did you go to USC? No, I just got some action on it. Yeah. So the same thing's going on at the collegiate level, but yet – I don't see colleges putting out a, an injury list from week to week. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. They're not compelled to do that. That we were waiting game day to see if Shane Bouchelle would start, Sam Ellinger would start. Of course, it was Ellinger for the Longhorns, and he may start again uh, this week. Uh, we don't know. Uh, you've got the big Georgia-Mississippi State game this weekend. Is Jake Fromm, who started the last two ball games, is he going to be the starter now that Jacob Eason is back at practice, or will he get his starting gig back? We don't yeah. know. We'll find out Saturday. You know, They're not is, compelled to put out an injury list. That is interesting. Yeah. I wonder. But people still, of course, bet on college football right. a ton. big time. But there's ways you can get the information. You can read what the coach says about it, the beat writers, the practice reports, right? The guy practices, doesn't practice. Well, Easton is practicing, but there's still no decision on whether or not he's going to get his starting job back. But my point is the, the college teams aren't compelled to issue a week-to-week injury list. Yeah, and coaches will hide it like crazy. Yes, I mean, yes. They, you you know from your sideline days. I, mean, I know from my days of being on the sideline, the HIPAA laws and all that, you're not allowed to divulge certain information. As much as I enjoy playing fantasy football, I would never ask a player about it. Never, never, never. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. These guys want to go out there and win. Their motivation is totally different from my motivation. Uh, and this reporter just, to me, crossed the line when talking to David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals. Worry about all those fantasy players that are really no, coming no, up. That's the last thing. <laughs> fantasy is the last thing on my mind right now. I mean, even if he's joking, don't even... Wow. The guy just went through a huge surgery. He's going to be out for the whole season. Probably demoralized. Good for David Johnson laughing it off. Mm-hmm. But don't even bring it up. It's ridiculous. And I, I listen, fantasy football, I love it. I enjoy it. Season-long leagues, daily stuff. But, I, I mean, to, to sit there and even... The guy's in a cast... He's tweeting out pictures of him and his family in the hospital. And you're going to ask him about schmucks who have David Johnson and fans. How do you do I would just, I would have punched that guy in the face with my good hands. I would have gone all Brian Kelly on him. Yeah. That's, or Nick Saban. That was a well, that was the time it was warranted right. for sure. I would agree. Like, you think you? I've worried about them fantasy? I, that was uh. just under anesthesia like 24 <laughs> hours ago. You were asking me about the fantasy football wow. stuff. Come on, man. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Mr. Reporter? Right. All right, coming up next, we got a couple of big hip-hop stories. Huge. We've been working together too long. <laughs> That's what happens. We've got to end this, though, right Yeah, now. I know. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back. It's going to be uh, Bisegli and Bilotti <laughs> and Bogus, the killer bees. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, and we're, we're leaving. This is the, just, Not the Dolphins' killer bees. <laughs> different version yeah (laughs) yeah not as menacing we're coming right back fantasy football today sunday mornings at 11 eastern on cbs sports radio andrew bogus is here with an update after that update we've got hip-hop updates Mm. one that might blow you away Good morning, Bogish. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Brian. So the Rockies lost in the afternoon. The Cubs fell 8-1 in Tampa Bay at night, but the Brewers could not take advantage. Moroff not going, the 1-1, and a swing and a fly ball hit out to right and deep, and this one is out of here! Adam Frazier! It's a walk-off home run! Joe Block on Pirates Radio. Adam Frazier stunning. All-star closer Corey Knable in the Brewers 6-4. Knable had allowed just one run over the previous two months. It happened says manager Craig Council. He's been so good. You know, the other team's trying to get him. Um, we haven't we haven't seen guys get him very often. I mean, the guy's good. Frazier's an excellent hitter, a tough hitter. Um, 
and he, and, he, and he got a good fastball, and he hit it. The loss keeps the Brewers one game behind the Rockies for the second NL wild card and three and a half behind the Cubs for first in the Central. But Milwaukee hosts Chicago for four games starting tonight. Arizona outscored San Diego 13-7 to snap a four-game skid. The Reds a 9-2 win in Cincinnati, and the Dodgers lost their fourth straight 7-5 in Philly. The Red Sox in the playoffs. That's right, 9-0 win in Baltimore. And the Angels, 6-5, home loss to Cleveland. Boston ace Chris Sale caged 13 over 8 to become the first AL pitcher with 300 Ks since Pedro Martinez in 1999. The Rangers scored 7 in the 4th to win 8-6 in Seattle. The Royals pounded the Jays 15-5, and the Astros got by the White Sox 4-3 for their 6th straight win. It is Thursday night football it's the Rams and the Niners, and it's not on CBS. Teenaged L.A. coach Sean McVay <laughs> handling the short week for the first time. But what you love about the NFL is you can't dwell on a win or a loss too long, and it's got to be that next, uh, next up mindset and mentality, and that's what our team has right now. The Rams lost to McVay's old friends from Washington Sunday. The Niners are 0-2. They have yet to score a touchdown this season. Kickoff in Santa Clara is at 825 Eastern. It appears Jerry Jones' attempt to derail Roger Goodell's extension have failed. The new contract for the commissioner reportedly being finalized now after a conference call yesterday with the owner's compensation committee. The New York Daily News says Carmelo Anthony's camp is cautiously optimistic. Melo will get traded by Monday, and longtime University of Oklahoma President David Bourne is retiring after this school year. The former U.S. senator has had that job for 23 years. Boys? All right, thanks, Bogus. So reports out there that the NFL trying to figure out who's going to do the halftime show of the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. and they reached out to Jay-Z, and Jay-Z turned him down. Now, I don't know if Jay-Z would be the right choice anyway. It's got to be, I've always felt it's got to be a performer, like someone who dances and all sorts of stuff, and Jay-Z... That's why Adele turned it down. She said, I'm not a dancer. Right. I just It needs to be more of a spectacular thing. And if I'm Jay-Z, I'm probably turning it down, too, because it's it's more about the glitz and the in-your-face stuff and Jay-Z and his last album and the mm-hmm. things he's been talking about are serious to him and the lyrics are supposed to be absorbed as opposed to tossed away because there's a bunch of kids with little signs in front of him waving them around. Uh, so it's just not the right spot for but if, him. But if the performer can get you to dance and he's going to have... Uh, does he really? I'm, I'm trying to recall seeing him perform and whether there were dancers up there. Not really. No. But if he can get you to move your moneymaker, that helps. I guess, but it's you got to think about all the people that are sitting around filled with dip and nachos and beer that are watching this on TV that are not dancing in their houses mm-hmm. that want to be entertained by something. Like the Bruno Mars performance. Like Lady Gaga's yeah. performance. Hey, Jay-Z's an all-time great. And the guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. But in that spot, I just don't – his message is lost in all of that. I, I just it's, – it's, it's about a lot of bubble gum. It's about the fluff. And he's not about that. Right. So if that is true, that he turned it down, I, I certainly don't and, and once again, the NFL PR machine is in full force. Uh, we can't uh, confirm or deny that he was offered, formally offered uh, to perform at the Super Bowl. And really, just say no. Yeah, we, he turned it down. What's wrong with that? Okay, he turned us down. Yeah. On to the next one. I don't know. Uh, we with the appropriate time, we will. I know it's not that big of a deal, right? Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay, duh. Right. Be like, yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll let you know when we got somebody. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Yep. 
We're still working on Ezekiel Elliott over here. So if you got something on that, we're happy to talk to you about it. But this, not so much. All right, so there is a documentary happening on some network. I don't know what it is. This clip you're going to hear is from TMZ. But uh, there's a documentary that Soledad O'Brien, who you might know from HBO's Real Sports, and Ice-T are doing. And it's... Who killed Biggie and Tupac? Oh, which is a question. It's a, this is a fair question, right? Because these are two unsolved murders that people have just basically forgotten about. And, I mean, we kind of have an idea what faction was responsible for these things, but you never really got an answer. It just is a bizarre deal. And no one seems to be clamoring for those answers. The the narrative always became, well, it's the East Coast, West Coast thing, and that's what killed these two. But there's still someone who pulled the trigger in each one of these situations that could be walking around free right now. So I do like the fact they're trying to get to the bottom of this. So in their investigation, Soledad O'Brien and Ice-T, what a juxtaposition of names there, right? Soledad O'Brien and Ice-T <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. Um, so, That's like Ashford and Simpson. <laughs> so you got these two who call up Suge Knight, and Suge Knight's in jail for running over and killing a guy. Oh, what an idiot. I mean, the guy is yeah. just Come on, really brutal. Um, so anyway, he's in jail, so they, they have him on the phone. And then he says this, which gets everybody all fired up. With, with Pac guy, if you really did, you know... If he really died, what do you mean by that? I mean, when I left that hospital, me and Pop was laughing and joking. So I don't see how somebody can turn from doing well to doing bad. So you and seriously think that he might still be alive? I'm going to tell you this, Pac, you never know. Oh, there you go. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, he's got a point, man. Oh, He's got a point. Yeah, he's just hanging out. We're in the terror dome somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? What is he doing? Uh, you can't go from laughing and joking, leaving a hospital to dead. We all know this. Is he in witness protection program or something? What? Come on. Yeah, that's idiotic. I mean, do we even need to oh, say why this is ridiculous? Oh, stupid. I mean, I think if you're Tupac too, there's no reason to disappear. I mean, you were having. A tremendous life. You'd like to get your message out there. You were someone who was always trying to get people to listen to you and what you had to say. There's no reason to disappear. If there's any of those guys you really think there's a shot of being alive, everybody says it's alive. So like Elvis, people have talked about Elvis being alive still. Tupac's another one. Andy Kaufman, people thought, faked his death because he was someone who would do something like that. I would say, and he, but I mean, he had cancer. It was tragic, and every there were people who thought he was faking it, which was crazy to think about. Um, but if any of those three, I would say, if that just popped up out of nowhere, I'd say it would be Andy Kaufman because that would be like his ultimate bit. Like, yeah, I've been alive for the last thirty years, and here I am. But I mean, I don't know why people insist on holding on to stuff like this. Like, I mean, really. What purpose does it serve for Suge Knight? None whatsoever. And, and then I was just reading the other day, Suge Knight disclosed who he thinks killed Biggie. So Biggie's dead, but Tupac's still alive. 
Or and, and no, I'm sorry. He 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 disclosed who 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 he thought killed Big, and he dis, dis, disclosed who he thought was the uh, responsible for the murder of, of Tupac, and yeah. it was a former security guard and the security guard's wife uh, for his uh, death row label. Yeah. So now he's saying Tupac is alive. Well, okay, you, you can't have it both ways, homie. Which one is it? Yeah, I, I think that he's just in jail for a long time, and he's a bad dude, and someone was on the phone, and he was having fun. That's what I think it was. Nothing more than that. That's it. That's that's playing Soledad and Ice T. Yeah, well, Ice T seemed excited about it. Like, it was almost like Ice T wanted to hear that from Suge Knight. Mm. Like there you go, there you go. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. I told there you, Soledad. Ice T. <laughs> Ice T's been in the game forever, man. I was a freshman at UCLA. And he'd come perform in middle of campus, and I couldn't make it to class. There you go. It's his fault. Ice T's had a great career. Yeah. From rapper, gangster rap to television, did, did, movies. Can we have an, uh, an argument about this though? About who had a better career, Ice D or Ice Cube? No, that's that's. I think that's we did. no argument. Ice it, Cube. Yeah, it's Ice Cube. But you you said Ice T back oh, in the dude, day. We did have this argument? Yeah, you guys had, had this argument. I did not say Ice T. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. We I did, did not. We did. Okay, Ice Cube. That's not even close. I know. That's what I was saying. I wish we could find this. I wish you, you might... could too, because you like to put stuff in my mouth. <laughs> Wait a, a second. Words that was just in my one, mouth. that was just okay, one time. Go. All right. Uh, so <laughs> no, but I bet you we could find it because we did a poll. So if if it's we, not even close, if we I know that. Trust well, me. If it's I, not even close. I would say Ice T. I can't wait till we find this audio because you are going to we'll be find f- it. floored. We will find it. Okay. We will find it, Brian Jones. Yeah. I like that uh, shirt, I, by the way, man. Thank you. That's a cool. Too. They send that in the mail? First time I've worn it. Uh, will they mail that to you? They did mail it to me. It's an NFL alumni t-shirt. Yeah. And it's got 19, 50 years. 50 years? 67 to 2017. You got uh, another one? They send you a couple? No, just one. All right. You want one? That'd be great if I walked around NFL alumni. Think people would believe me? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Because I'm horribly out of shape. Look at and Sean King. Don't look. Yeah, but he still probably looks like he could have done something no, athletically. No, he does not. No. No, you don't think no, so? I was with him in January. Really? No. Nope. Still terrible? Doesn't look like he just doesn't do anything, but he doesn't care. Do uh, you have a conversation with him about, you know, not so healthy here, Sean? Or do you just bust the chops? I just bust the chop. Yeah. Damn. You're getting big, dog. You ever ever consider, hey, getting up there in age now, I've had friends. Yeah, you you have that conversation with certain folks. Yeah. Yeah. When do you get, when does Sean reach into that category? Uh, Maybe next time I see him, see how he's doing. I'm about 75, 80%. Yeah, right. (laughs) Full, completely full (laughs) to capacity. 75 to 80% of the biggest you could possibly be. All right. There's another story out there that I'm so happy didn't happen. Uh, Kobe Bryant almost released a rap album, and I'm just thrilled that that didn't happen. Why not? Uh, because I, I loved Kobe, and and you know it's not going to be good. There's very few guys <laughs> that can do that well, and Kobe just is not. He's just not one of those guys. You you, just, you can look at him and 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 from hearing his press conferences and and. Seeing his documentary, you could just tell you're not going to be a good right. rapper. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. I mean, unless he does it in different languages because he's <laughs> now that'd be cool. Yeah, because he speaks about eight of them. Yeah, he he does. Yeah. And I I never understand why people want to preser- uh, preserve rather legacies 
of players and coaches. I never understood that for themselves. Like I don't like the Paterno people would freak me out, but they, I, there's something about me and Kobe Bryant that I want to make sure that his legacy stays intact. There's well, something how would of, this ruin it? Because it's going to be terrible. I'm telling you, it and would so be would you terrible. focus more on that on the lengthy twenty-year NBA career? I wouldn't focus more on it. It's just not helping. It's not uh-huh. helping. Like the whole thing where he got hurt towards the end of his career, and he was posting Twitter videos every night, and he was like a thirteen-year-old girl pouring his heart out on YouTube. It was just too much for me. I just come on, Kobe. You gotta rise above that stuff. You're Kobe Bryant. We already took a big hit with the Colorado thing. I was terrible, so you don't need any more. <laughs> We don't need any more of this stuff, man. Just ride out into the sunset, be Kobe bleeping Bryant, and don't do anything stupid. Okay. You know? There you go. Preserving Kobe's legacy. I'm concerned Geo. about this. I want to work for him. I want to hear the rap album. No, you don't. No. Do. See oh. if he has skills or not. He doesn't. You know he doesn't. He can't possibly. Why not? Why he's can't rich. He? He's rich and bored. That's why. He just No, can't. this is from... Back in the day. Still, doesn't matter. Still rich and bored. Probably off season. <laughs> just you can't mess around. The boy around. was upset, but I laid down all these tracks. What do you mean? You know, you just want to go grab something to eat. <laughs> what, you, what are you talking about? You just want to go get a Philly cheesesteak, man. And knowing, here's another reason why I know it's terrible. The perfectionist that Kobe Bryant is, he he's making sure that that doesn't see the light of day. Mm. He knows. He knows. I, now, that's a valid point you make there. He knows it stinks. That's a good point. So, I'm just all happy. Right. I'm happy I'll go with that. There. All right. All right, coming up next, safety at baseball games. 855-212, aluminum bats and wooden bats. Mm. Nets, faces, children, blood. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. So yesterday was a day game between the Yankees and the Twins at Yankee Stadium, and Todd Frazier hit a line drive foul that went into the stands and hit a young girl in the face and the exit velocity, which is always recorded nowadays was 106 miles an hour. So of course, everybody quickly getting personnel over there. Mm -hmm. It was a rough moment. Players taking some time because they saw it. And now the discussion is, and we hope for the best. And I was watching that Yankee post game show, and they gave an update saying we can only say so much because of HIPAA laws. But uh, the child seems to be okay and is under care at a local hospital. So it it, it seems like it's going to turn out okay. You never want to get hit in the face with a baseball at 106 miles an hour, but could have been worse type of scenario. Yeah, parents uh, jump in front of your kid. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Every situation is different. I'm I know sure every they situation would... is different, but they were right there. Everyone should be focused on the field, especially if you're not in a protected area. You're not behind the screen, and there have been discussions about extending the screen, and, and, and that came about a couple years ago. I think it was an incident in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, I, was it a woman in Pittsburgh got hit? I think I remember that. Yeah. But it, it seems like this comes up all the time, right. and, and more netting, and we just mentioned Real Sports last segment. They did a whole story on the netting in Japan and how it's extended mm-hmm. down the baseline. And they also sell these seats that are like no safety seats or something where you pay extra money, but you have to have a glove and you have to right. wear a helmet right. That when there's no netting, but to just have the experience. And they're very more, there's more safety conscious than we are. And the reason why they said that we're not doing it here is people don't want to have the net in front of them. Yep. And it's as easy as 
the language of the law on the back of the ticket. So they put on the back of the ticket, we are not responsible for any injury regarding foul balls and and bats that may be broken, and that's it. So they're not liable for it, so they don't care. So Major League Baseball, being the big business that it is, has decided that we don't care because we're not going to be on the hook. And if someone ends up getting hit in the temple and dies in the stands, well, oh, well, because they should have known. And... I don't see them changing this. I just don't see them putting the net in front of most of the field level because they believe that the backlash of ticket sales and what they could charge for those tickets right. is now going to take a hit because people's experience is going to be hampered by the net. Well, you understand the dangers when you sit in those seats. I, I've sat along uh, the baseline. You know, I've sat behind the net. And you understand you got to keep your head on a swivel, man. If you're at a baseball game, there's a chance a line drive will be head towards your direction. So make sure you protect yourself. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with you know, being able to uh, to engage in self-preservation? You know the dangers of sitting there. Uh, I mean, the odds are probably extensive, but you still understand you're at a baseball game and there are projectiles that could come your way. Uh, so I, I I'm not going to say baseball's liable here. Yes, it's in small running on the backside of that ticket, but you should know, common sense should tell you, Hey, we when someone's at the plate and they're pitching, we got to pay attention to this, okay? Little Johnny, don't worry about the popcorn or hot dog. Let's make sure we're watching what may perhaps come our way. Yeah, and and it is in 2017 easier said than done because mm-hmm. baseball is not a game that keeps your attention throughout. There's a lot of downtime in between pitches. Well, during the downtime, look away, look down at your phone, what have you. But when that guy's on the bump and there's someone in the batter's box, you should probably pay attention. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying that practically there's a lot of people that it just they get distracted and they're not going to be in you there for a long amount of time. Or if you have a kid with you, the kid's running around, you're trying to get I mean, your, your attention on the game. Some, it's, it's just easier said than done, but you're right. If you're, if you're going to be there, you have to do everything you can to make sure that you're paying attention to what's happening all the time. And I really don't think that – you know, Major League Baseball is going to going to change this. I don't I don't believe that they are because they don't. Well, have, they've, they've they're not going to get sued. That's why they've left it up to the the individual teams uh, whether or not they extend the netting because all these parks are are, are constructed differently. So it's going to be up to that owner, that team, whether or not they want to extend it and whether or not the fan base will accept it. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to have a positive impact at all. I can't stand, even though they're the best seats you can have, some of the best seats you can have right behind home plate, I don't like looking through that thing. It, yeah. it, it annoys me. Yeah. And if you're telling me at Yankee Stadium where those tickets and field level behind the dugout right around there are not cheap, no. and, and you're now going to put a net in front of those people? No. No way. Yeah. The Yankees now, aren't going to make that decision. Now I'm afraid to go to a game. <laughs> because now, it is. Because now I'm going to get hit for saying keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll whap. Yeah, I mean, damn it. Right. Didn't follow my own guidelines. Famous national radio host. <laughs> Famous. <laughs> no longer has teeth. <laughs> Gets kermuppance. <laughs> exactly. For foul ball take. I'll be gumming again. You're right. I'll be gumming. Yeah, you know what seats I like better? Like the the, the second row. You want to call it a loge. You want to call it second deck. Mm-hmm. But like just up a little bit. I mean, not talking upper deck, but up in right. the second deck, first row. Okay, that's in in behind home plate's great. Maybe a little bit to the left or right. 
is great. That, to me, is the best seat that you could possibly have. I had a seat, season ticket seat at Shea Stadium, and they had several decks. They had a, they had a, a field box, a loge, a mezzanine in the upper. And the loge box would have been the best, but the mezzanine box first row that I had right to the left of home plate was just a tremendous seat. I don't even like the field level box as much because you're so close that it's just it's tough to get as good of a feel for the game and you get a little bit of elevation, it's easier to see. Personally. No. Yeah, I hear you. You're not gonna get hit in the face. Yeah. I mean, you, you could, but <laughs> Well, they could hit a foul ball up there and, and coming straight down if you're not adept at catching. You could get and hit. they're hammering Joe Girardi in the postgame, Yankees manager, about this whole thing. And he was getting fed up. I mean, the guy, you know, he's trying to get this team, and they're going to be in the postseason at this point. They dispatched the Twins. It's just who they're going to play don't in his wild card. So come on. They're, they're, what? Seven games up. Seven games yeah, up. Don't jinx them. They're, 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 Ten days left. Don't jinx them. They're going to be fine. Um, so <laughs> you're knocking on wood, continually knocking on wood. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be okay. But anyway, so – they're just grilling him yeah. on this, and he's like, "You're making me tr- go down a road here. I don't want right. to go." He's like, "What I the want- hell am I supposed to do?" He goes, "I want everybody to be safe. Right? Is, is that okay?" He's like, "I want the people in the stands to be safe. I want the players to be safe. I'm all for that." Next yeah. question on Severino, please. <laughs> I want Enough everyone to be safe except for you guys out there right. asking me these questions. Yeah, we should right? get, we should move the press box right into harm's way, yeah. so I don't have to deal there with this go. nonsense. I'm crying out loud. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is a weird story in baseball. So Pat Neshek of the Colorado Rockies, he is a reliever, and he loves autographs. He's he's an autograph guy. He likes memorabilia. He collects things. He gets baseball cards, and he gets them signed by his teammates and also opponents. So... He actually posted on a message board, sportscollectors.net, on a message board he does this and complains about how Zach Greinke is the only guy in the history of him being an autograph hound that has said no to him. So he goes and he trashes Greinke on this message board. Goes, I asked him at the All-Star game if he'd sign for me. He said he would. So a couple weeks ago we played them. I sent over the cards I needed signed. Basically, three league leader cards with Kershaw Wainwright had already done. Two from 2015 to complete the set. He said no. I waited around for him during batting practice, went up to him, and he totally denied having the conversation at the All-Star game. I then asked why this was a problem. He said, it's because I wear him out. Hard to wear someone out because he's never signed for me. This is the only a-hole in Major League Baseball that has been a turd to me. So he kept going on and on. And he said that he said I wouldn't even sign for your kid if he asked. He just <laughs> he was just crushing him. He goes, he I'm, was. "I'm done with this guy." Yeah. So both of these guys to me are out of line. Both of them. One Pat Neshek, and apparently this is more common practice than people think that it may. Now Neshek takes it to another level. He's yeah. trying to complete sets, but there's a lot of guys that'll ask players for autographs, star players. For memorabilia, they'll sign. ask them usually for a jersey or something like that, a cap or something. Sign this. I'm a, I'm gonna put it in my auction. I, I forget there was one NFL player that was notorious, not in a bad way for this. He would get jerseys from opposing players after each and every game. Yeah, and I heard. Uh, I can't believe I'm gonna admit this, but your buddy Michael K. I was listening to him talk about this. Mm, and my buddy. <laughs> yeah, you love him. Me not so much. But he said that that. 
on Jeter's last season, he would spend an hour before mm-hmm. each game that he was playing a different opponent that year to sign stuff for the opposing team. Right. That this happens a lot, especially yeah. when it's a guy like that. Right. So it's not an outlandish request is what I'm trying to yeah. say. And Granky all he needs to do is going to take him two seconds. All right, fine, get out of my face. But for Nishak to go on a message board right. and complain about yes. this like a baby is ridiculous. Yeah, that was wrong. That's wrong on his part. Uh, if if Granky doesn't want to sign a dang thing, just move on. Leave it at that. And you've tried numerous times, and he has abstained from signing. So give up. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, and, just, and and to, to whine and, and bitch and moan about it on a message board, that's the wrong move. Just be a grown man. It's okay. That's what I didn't get. Well, I, I think now the whole thing's cooler. Like, all right, you don't have the Granky autograph on the league leader card where Kershaw and Wainwright signed it because Granky told you no. And, like, you asked him, and he flat out was the only guy who yeah. said, no, that's the story behind that card now, and that has value because of that. I mean, I don't know. I, it's, 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 a, it's a weird story, but Zach Granky is not known to be a guy – who is very polite right. or friendly very with a lot congenial. of people. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't like talking to the media. He doesn't yeah. like talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he should have just signed the stupid thing and moved on. But, I mean. But he didn't. And, and you, you've asked the guy. You, you've inquired multiple times. And he's always rebuffed your overture. So, why continue to go at him? Yeah. Just let it go, dude. That's one I didn't get. That's yeah. it. It'd be a good story for you. you Grandkids down the down the line, right? And to me, the the sports memorabilia things, I have to have a personal connection to it, right? So this to me is even cooler now because you have a story behind it. Like for example, I've got a football that's a kicking football that's just it's now sitting in my garage. But the reason why it's special to me is because I went to a Vikings Jets preseason game, and the special teams guy saw a special teams coach at the time, saw me standing there in warm-ups in my full Vikings gear, cheering him on on, like, punt return, and he tossed me one of the kicking balls, and I have that, because, and that's, like, a cool thing for me. So it doesn't always have to be an autograph or buying right. an autograph or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's about personal experience. Yeah. Good little story. Yeah, man. And you were a kid. Yep. And Meshach, not a kid. Right, <laughs> he plays Major League Baseball. Yes. Sign your own card. Gio and Jones with some more Kevin Durant next on CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.